Jews told them. Okay, people most of the time they talk about Yaakov and Esau. We're talking about something different. We're not talking about getting our hands dirty in the service of Hashem. Do you remember in America they used to have this lava soap commercial? All right? And you had a mechanic, a green mechanic, had a mechanic with really greasy hands. And they'd say, there's only one soap that can clean these hands, mister. It's lava. And they had the 20 mil team borax. Okay. Hashem. All right. There's only one soap that can clean this, Michelle, mister. And I said, what do you see? We get dirty hands. Switch pillar talks about dirty hands. I talk dirty hands, blistered hands, bloody hands. What do we say? We open up the Torah, this week's portion, and we say, Yitzchak came back and he redug all the wells in his father Abraham in the land of Gerar. Gerar is the area between Ashkelon and south of Kirgat that goes as far as Arad, that Gerar. Okay, the part of ancient Philistine. And this is where Yaakov Romavino go back and forth. And Rashebi, this is where Yitzchak developed. After Abimelech kicked him out of Plishtim. Plishtim, it was uh, more the coastal area, which is today Gaza, Ashkelon, and Ashdod. He went further east, which is Gerard. And this is part of Abimelech's kingdom. All right. So Abraham also sojourned there between Beersheba and Hebron, the area of the Negev, or Negev. Abraham dug wells. Comes along, <laughs> the, the, the PLO, the Plishtim, that was the PLO then. And what they did is they clogged up the wells. Why did they clog up the wells? They used the excuse that the enemies are going to use these wells, and the enemies can attack them. But, you know, back then, anti-Semitism is not goes way back to Abraham. Way back to Abraham. So now Yitzchak, we say holy Yitzchak, who was uh, at age 37 and putting on the altar at the Shem, people think of Yitzchak, the holy guy just sitting with the pearly white hands and learning secrets of Kabbalah. Yitzchak, he's stuck in the land of Israel. Yitzchak got a shovel and a pickaxe in his hand and he's digging wells, he's digging ditches. Yitzchak never left the land of Israel. Hashem said, you're the holy Akedah, you cannot leave the land of Israel. Yitzchak thought that maybe during the famine he'd go down to Egypt like his father did. Uh-uh. Hashem says no. The ways people say, oh, what are you talking about? Yitzchak, Yitzchak, workers. He didn't do the work himself, the workers did it. No, that's wrong, because the next Pesach says, says, but you still pleased him. The, the, the Philistines, they clogged up the wells. After Avram died. We call him and he called them names, like the names that his father called them. And Yitzchak's workers, they dug a well in the riverbed, the dry riverbed, they found water. So we see the Torah is exacting, and Yitzchak himself dug, the Torah, when it's talking about that Yitzchak's workers dug the wells, dug the wells. So we see. So the elaborators of the Torah, the commentators, they say, what is this, the prestige of Yitzchak to say he dug the wells? What's the Torah telling us? We've got an answer for that. The Torah is telling us the advantage of doing a mitzvah with joy with your whole body. Not just with your mind. Learning Torah is a mitzvah with your mind. 
But we say, that I bring with every bone, call out your name, every bone I should serve you. Yitzchak is doing this. Not only that, this is number one, he's serving Shem every bone. But not only that, he's settling the land of Israel with his own body. Where do we see a precedent on the way Hashem looks at this? First of all, fast forward from Yitzchak Avinu to the Arizal, and the Arizal, the holy Reb Yitzchak Luria Ashkenazi, the father of Kabbalah, who could look at a person and see what that person's soul correction is, who his past go-rounds were since Adam and Eve. could look at a person, right away knew. And he could give a person his tikkun, boom on the spot. Where did the Arizal, and he wrote the 15 volumes of Kabbalah, where his student, Reb Chaim Vital, wrote him down, but it was his story. He dictated to him. Okay, just like Rabbi Shimon, he didn't himself physically write this, or Rabbi Abba did it. The Baal Shem Tov, he did write his Torah, that his student, the Magid Mesrich, did it. And the Baal told us, told Yahweh Yosef, Yahweh Yosef Apolnoi did it. Moshe Rabbeinu, he had Yeshua, Yeshua wrote it down. Rabbi Nachman, he had Rabbi Nathan. That the five great Siddiquim within Shomer, they all had a student that they wrote down the Rebbe's Torah. Okay, here we see the Arizal, they ask him, how did you get the greatness, Rebbe? He says, because I did every single mitzvah with joy. There are mitzvahs that you gotta help a little old lady cross the street. There are mitzvahs when your enemy has a heavy weight on his back, it's a mitzvah of your enemy. Even all the more so when it's your friend, all the more so when it's your brother. Okay. Arizal says he did every mitzvah with joy, which included the mitzvahs of Arizal was an Eretz Yisrael, but all the mitzvahs of Israel. Arizal, you could rest assured that he used every part of his body in the mitzvahs. So what do we see? The Gemara shows us a contrast. We look at the Gemara in Yoma. There was a Kohen named Yohanan ben Arbai. And the Gemara tells us that in the time of Yohanan ben Arbai, there was no notar. What's notar? It's leftover korbonas. That they got to be burned, and it's like a geniza. And the zen and the ashes got to be sent away and somewhere clean. Yohanan ben Arbai, the Gemara tells us that his dessert would be 250 pigeons. He would eat 250 pigeons for dessert. He would eat whole behemoths. He was tremendous. He was tremendous. And he ate all this meat so that there would be no leftover meat on the altar. That it would all be used up, that nothing would be thrown away. Because this was holy. These were korbanas. So he did everything. He stuffed his face all the shame from my love me. And the Gemara praises him. He went right into Gamay. Every day he did, he was a blood in the servant chair. He used it all, not because he loved it, because he wanted this was the prestige of the Kohanim the Vedamikdash. This was the Shem's prestige. It's not a Shem's prestige when you take the like Shlomi. Shlomi you have to eat him. It's not Oila. Oila is completely burned on, on, the, on the altar. But it's a Shem's prestige when it's not a Shem's prestige when nobody wants to eat this leftover meat, nobody wants to eat it. This is Korban. This holy meat, the sacrifices. Okay, then there was another coin. The Gemara juxtaposes Yohanan ben Arbai with a coin named Itamar Kohen Gadol. And Itamar Kohen Gadol was coin at the time of Yanai and Melech and Helena and Malka. And Yanai and Helena were having an argument. Yanai says, Lamb is best, okay? And Eleni says, kids, kid meat is best. It was the opposite. 
Yadiyah Melech said, give me the biggest delicacy. And his wife says, what are you talking about? And lamb chops are much better. Lamb is better. They argue back and forth. So he said, let's call the Kona Gadol. Let's call the Kona Gadol. Kona Gadol at that time, the head priest was Itamar, Kona Gadol. Itamar, the Gemara tells us, didn't want to get his hands dirty. So he put white gloves when he would touch the carbon. Hey, what are you talking about? Look at Yohanan. He stuffed his face with that. Look at Dovid Melech. Dovid Melech, the Gemara track that he needed. It says, you're going to show track that he He says, my hands are full of menstrual blood, checking women's claws in order to allow a woman to husband. In other words, by virtue of Dovid Melech, we have the next generation on Israel. Because without that, women well, we can't get an okay to go to the mikvah. not permissible to start counting seven days. Look at Melech. King David. This is what he involved in. He got his hands dirty with something. Excuse the expression. Seemingly, if a person's a poisek, this is for Shem. Poisek doesn't think in terms of disgusting. A person's not a poisek. Wait, this is disgusting. They check me, say, no, poisek. This is, I'm doing, this is my job in helping there be a strong next generation. In helping there be shown by every Jewish family. This was King David. What he thought? Oh no, not get to Mark on Gadol. He says, I'm not going to get my hands dirty and all that blood and guts and this and that. He wore gloves. So now, Hashem arranged it that Yanai Amalek calls him and Helena Malka did, goes in front of the king and the queen, and they say, uh, Your Highness Kong Gadol, Your Majesty and I are having an argument. What's tastier? Goat meat or lamb meat? You know, you eat the corn, you make a lot of meat, you gotta know. And yeah, he says, hey, goat meat is nothing compared to young lamb. Yanai Melch says, do you know what you've done, Kondidol? You've just contradicted, you may be right, you've just contradicted the king. Do you know what the penalty, according, look at the Rambam, the penalty for contradicting the king of Israel? Death. I'm not going to be deaf, all right? But then he predicted he lost both his hands. That's a good Yeah, like they didn't kill him. He amputated both his hands. Took the sergeant at arms, boom, boom, no right hand, no left hand. These were the same hands that covered themselves with the glove because of his arrogance. He thought he was too good to do Hashem's ritual sacrifices. And you know that the Kohani, they've got their hands and, you know, blood and animals all day long. But you come back soon. This we see the difference. This is Yitzchak Avinu. Yitzchak Avinu, even though he sacrificed himself, he's the Akeda. We say the Akeda every day to bring divine mercy, to invoke divine mercy in Jewish people. Even though he was that holy, Yitzchak dug ditches in the land of Israel to bring water for the flocks to settle the land of Israel. This is what we learn here. If Yitzchak Avinu could dig ditches and do it in dedication, do happiness, there is nothing in Judaism we cannot do with the greatest joy in the world. And that's what the Arizal says. We do all our mitzvahs with big joy. We get a spiritual level that we can't ever imagine. And if we want that level, we have to be everything. Thank you, Hashem, for the tefillin. Wow. Fill my hand, fill my heart. Thank you, Shannon, to run to do a mitzvah. To run to do a mitzvah. To learn Torah with all our heart. To help a person, whatever we could do. I have a person, to, to help a person, 
help him cross the street, help an old person cross the street. I mean, that takes away my time, this and that. Put your cell phone in your pocket, okay? Don't cross the street with a smartphone anyway. People get hit by cars because they look at this traffic light, they look at the crosswalk, and they got the smartphone. Put it in your pocket. Maybe there's a little old man, a little old lady that need help across the street. Maybe there's a child helping across the street. Maybe by you helping that child, imagine that child is running the street. Imagine that's your child. Are you letting your child run the street? No way. To stop it. What's the difference between my biological child and somebody else's biological child? We're all just children. Stop looking at every other person like it's your own child. No. Excuse me. Come here. Little boy, little girl. Come on. Come with me. I'm going to get you across the street. Help them cross the street. You know what you've just done? You've just done several mitzvot asen nidoraita. Nishmat al-jiri. You've saved a human life. You know, it's good. And suffix. Even if it's doubtful, there's a 2% chance that you're saving a life, you can bring Shabbos for it. You can bring Shabbos. Suffolk Pikuach Nefesh, Gomorrah Sanhedrin, could bring Shabbos for Suffolk Pikuach Nefesh. Doesn't say whether it's a 90% Suffolk or 2% Suffolk. Suffolk Pikuach See, do these mitzvahs happily. We do our mitzvahs happily, you know what it's going to do? Hashem is going to really bring us Mashiach and our rebuilt Holy Temple. Within the borders of Eretz Yisrael, Shleimar, Eretz Yisrael, Spirit, and our days, Amen. Have a great week. Amen.